This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. Dr. Pepper, call in line 888-729-3776. This Michigan story is not going away, and it is continuing to expand each day. Let's welcome in Pete Thamel, who's got a few minutes for us, ESPN College Football Insider, who has been on top of the story and seemingly breaking news on it every single day. Pete, it's Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate it. Um, the the very latest you had yesterday was around the Big Ten coaches really pushing Tony Petiti, the commissioner, to act sooner rather than later. So what is the latest on what we are hearing on this Michigan story as it expands? Yeah, I think uh, what we're seeing, Chris, uh, and what we reported on ESPN.com last night is there's a – there's an undercurrent of anger amongst the Big Ten coaches about the, the lack of response from the Big Ten. And uh, they took a lot of time, 90 minutes on a 60 minutes of a 90 minute call yesterday to really dial in and uh, express to uh, to Tony Petiti just why and just how significant of a strategic advantage Michigan gleaned from this alleged scheme, we should always say. Pete, based on what you're gathering, I mean, it, it looks pretty bad, right? There's a lot of speculation. It looks pretty bad. But how much worse could this get as more information continues to trickle out? So I think that the, the next two steps are it seems like the archetype of the alleged scheme is is, is pretty much uh, surfaced, right, Joe? You got, uh, you know, 35 games, 17 stadiums, I think we've reported over three years, uh, 12 and 13 Big Ten schools where tickets were purchased. There now seems to be multiple uh, examples, and NCAA has one of them over electronics being used, um, which is also uh, not allowed uh, by the NCAA rulebook. So next is, I think the two steps are who knew what and how is it funded? And, and I think that's ultimately going to determine, and again, we're, the NCA would be the one who would be investigating those things, the, the, the severity of, uh, of, of what's emerged here. Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider, joining us. Pete, what exactly do the Big Ten coaches want the conference to do about it right now when the investigation is not even complete? So I, I think, one, they, they want them to take it very seriously, and that was, that was very much the tone last night, uh, or I should say yesterday afternoon, of the, uh, of the call. And they want the Big Ten to use its jurisdiction in some way to not let this slip through the, you know, the traditionally slow hand of NCAA justice, right? I mean, if there's one certainty about NCAA investigations the 20 years that I've done this, guys, is that they will move slowly. So um, that's, you know, that they basically don't think a team – that has used and was planning to use, um, you know, this alleged scheme to help their season. They don't think they should be, they think there should be some repercussions this year, not, you know, typically as a process is like a year and a half. And, you know, who knows if Jim Harbaugh will be there next year, um, et cetera. They, they want, you know, as a real time investigation unfolds, which is rare, they want real time results. Do you get the sense that this could be bad enough where Harbaugh's not back next season? It's a, it's a good question. He was almost not back the last two seasons, right, um, With without any of this. So I, I, it appears as of right now that 
that is not the tenor Michigan is taking. But uh, he was close to the Broncos' job. He, remember, he, he interviewed with the Vikings two years ago on signing day. So he's, he's certainly shown an interest and a curiosity. He knew what he had coming back in this team, which is one of the reasons why he – he did come back. I mean, he is, a, he is a great football team, loaded with veterans, loaded with NFL talent. Um, you know, there, there's no taking away from the roster he's put together here an opportunity that that, that, that comes with that. But what, what people are – what the coaches are getting across is that the games that this team has played have been tainted because they knew what was coming. Uh, Pete, last one. The committee chair has said that this is an NCAA issue, not a college football playoff issue. I mean, we, as you said, they're going to take it very slowly. What would have to happen for that to change for the committee to really consider this? So the, the reaction to this has been is pretty pretty typical, Chris. It's uh, it's a it's a Spider-Man gift, right? Like. Yeah. The Big Ten points at the NCAA. The you know the coaches point to the CFP, and nobody nobody looks nobody looks in the mirror, right? So, you know, I don't know um, because the CFP is allergic to controversy, right? Like yeah. it's really a an organization that is sort of hashed together around a TV contract. So it's not it's not something you know in the in the, in the leadership there wants to clearly wanted no part of this. They ran a four two away from it uh, if you watched the ESPN show the other night. So um, and I think that's why there's some urgency amongst the Big Ten and the the ads are slated to meet later today to talk. You know there's um, you know they, they they the people in the Big Ten want someone to take this series. Pete, appreciate it, man. Know you're busy. Thanks again for a few minutes. Thanks, guys. Pete Thamel, ESPN College football writer, sports insider as well. Um, Joe, just in talking to different people yesterday, this ain't going away. This is not going away anytime soon on Jim Harbaugh. This is not, this does not feel like externally what the whole recruiting thing was that he went through, uh, that he gave himself, that Michigan gave themselves the, the self imposed three game ban. I think that the way that you look at this, if your other coaches around the conference and around the country, for that matter, is that, listen, all this stuff happens all the time, but you're taking it to a whole nother level that just is unacceptable. You're banging on trash cans. Yeah, this exactly. That's what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. It's it. It is so. I couldn't put it better myself. That that is ideal in how you would explain this. And so they want some justice. And really, when you look back at the Astros scandal, comparatively speaking, was there ever justice that really came out of it? I mean, you could point to, you know, Alex Cora lost his job for a year. Um, you've seen other guys, uh, you know, the Lunau hasn't gotten another job in baseball, but... It's not that he hasn't been, uh, you know, somebody that that teams wouldn't consider. There really hasn't been any fallout. None of the players got hurt from that either. So what's going to happen here? Like, if that happens again, you are asking all college coaches to then abide by the rules. And if they see a slap on the wrist, why would they do that? Here's what's going to happen here. Because we have seen this time and time again in collegiate sports. There's going to be enough evidence where infractions and penalties are handed down. The problem is the guilty parties will flee 
will get new high-paying jobs, and they won't have to deal with any of the repercussions. The people that will be left to deal with the repercussions will be the new coaching staff and the players, the people who had nothing to do with it. Those will be the people that will be punished, and those who are guilty will move on to different jobs, seemingly without so much as a slap on the wrist. Pete Carroll bailing on USC, uh, the situation at Arizona State right now, everything that coaching staff and those kids are dealing with, they didn't do anything wrong. Previous regime, the previous regime is gone. And that's what generally happens, and that's what's so disappointing. And on behalf of Big Ten leadership, if you have all these teams, all these institutions that are saying they need to investigate this and they're hesitant, let's ask ourselves, why are you hesitant? Are you hesitant because you think nothing happened? Or are you hesitant because you don't want to possibly uncover something that could disrupt Michigan, the Big Ten, and ultimately the money that you guys seem to be so locked in on earning should Michigan make a deep run and possibly win a national championship? That's what's it's, Sometimes it's just upsetting that it never comes down to right and wrong. What's the right thing to do here if you're the Big Ten? Yeah, You look into it. There's clearly something going on here. You investigate it. That's the right thing to do. That's the moral thing to do. That's the ethical thing to do is to look into it. And you know what? If you don't find anything, you don't find anything. But if you do, then you do something about it. The idea that you're going to be resistant to investigating this simply because of the money. It's just too often. That's what we're about in this country. And it's just disappointing. Well, it's disappointing, but it's going to continue because they have a chance. I mean, depending on how this all plays out. They have a chance at having two teams in the college football playoff. Are they going to give that up? No. I mean, like if that if that Michigan Ohio State game at the end of the year is a squeaker, and you've got a couple of losses here and there elsewhere, it's absolutely possible that you could have that. So, I don't think they're going to give up on that chance. And it's for Tony Petiti, who just got the job. This is a tough one to walk into, um, given his background in television, especially. I, I would say that. Um, it's more likely that right now they're going to let everybody else do the investigating and see where it goes. And as Pete said, the NCAA is going to take a long time to do it. And listen, the bigger question is how did, how should this affect Michigan? Should they be in the college football playoff while all of this is going on? It's Carlin versus Joe at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Our lines are open. Want you to be a part of the show right now. Should Michigan be in the college football playoff? That is the question for you. 888-729-3776. We will hit your calls in just moments. Also, coming up later today, Buffalo Bills linebacker Von Miller going to be on with Freddie and Harry, 615 Eastern Time. Want to make sure that you know about that with one of those bigger games that we were talking about this weekend just a few minutes ago, Buffalo and Cincinnati. You're next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I think, it, I think the, only group, the only entity right now that can stop this train is the Big Ten commissioner, Tony Batiti, but he doesn't want to. The Big Ten doesn't want to get rid of their cash cow. They're they're the best thing they have going for it right now, especially if if Michigan knocks Ohio State out of the playoffs. So it's it's an intriguing situation. I don't think we've ever been at at, at a precipice like this before in the the history of the college football playoff. Uh, We've had teams that were susceptible, uh, but uh, players, I should say, susceptible. Cam Newton in 2010. We weren't sure whether he'd be eligible, but it turned out that he was. But but that's where we are right now. The level of anger among coaches around the conference and around the country about what Jim Harbaugh is accused of doing is at a fever pitch right now. It's Carla versus Joe on ESPN Radio. That was Paul Feinbaum with us yesterday explaining why Tony Petiti, who is the new commissioner of the Big Ten, doesn't want to do anything. Listen, it's money. It's money. And that's why they would prefer to have somebody else handle it before they acted on their own, because they're not in any hurry to cost themselves millions and millions of dollars because of what Michigan has done. But, Joe, to your point, yeah, when, when is it something that's done that is right? You know, if if this is all true, that's the other part. Can you do an investigation that will yield enough of a result in short order to really get all the answers you're looking for? Well, I'll tell you what, Pete Thamel's doing a hell of a job. He is. (laughs) You know, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg's doing a hell of a job. So I think you could probably get some pretty good answers relatively quickly if if you were putting together a, a real committee to do an investigation or a real team to do an investigation. I mean, people think that there's this idea that people like us want to bang on Michigan because they're Michigan or because people don't like Harbaugh. The reality is it's just too egregious. The year 2023 in America, you can get away with so much. I mean, just look around at what we as a society are willing to tolerate. We tolerate so much. We allow passes for so many different things, probably too much. The idea of stealing signs, I don't think anyone really cares. But when you start to dig into this story and you show the length to which Michigan has gone to gain an edge, it's not even so much that you're cheating. It's that you were just so brazen about it. That's what it comes down to. It's like a slap in the face to all of us. It's like on some level, we all get it that everyone's not playing, you know, above board here. That's how it was with NIL. That's how it was with steroids. That's how it's been with recruiting violations and so many other things. Like we know. We're not idiots. As fans, we know. We know stuff's going on. We know everyone's trying to operate in a gray area or maybe crossing that line. And for the most part, we accept it, right? We accept it and we're okay with it right up until you rub it in our face in such an egregious manner where it's like, dude, Michigan, if this is what you're doing, you know, come on. It's just too 
obvious. At that point, it's like you're forcing us to step in. You're forcing everybody to do something about it because you were just operating unchecked far too aggressively for far too long. It's not like anyone's all that banged up that they may have gained an edge. We know a bunch of teams are doing it. We know that edges are to be gained anywhere. It's just the fact that you rubbed our face in it so egregiously. Let's hit some calls at 888-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776. Joseph in Phoenix, up first on ESPN Radio. Joseph, what do you got, bud? Hi, how you doing, guys? First of all, uh, I'm a new listener, first-time caller, um, but it sounds like you're talking about Society of America about cheating. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, USC, ridiculous. Uh, when I heard, that's why I stopped watching football. Was USC and Belichick, man, Belichick, another guy. I, I used to be a teacher. I used to be, and when my students cheated on things, that was the worst. It broke my heart. So, listen, yeah, it's understood, understood. It's and that's the thing. What Joe's talking about? It's not even cheating. It's the level of cheating and the brazenness of it. It's it's like, listen, we all know what's going on, but don't just jam our faces in what you're doing. Then we have no choice but to go after you. Right. We- like, do you think that this is what we want to spend our day doing? I love the fact that the college football playoff rankings just came out. Yeah. I love the idea of talking about whether or not Washington deserves to be in there because of a huge win over Oregon, but lackluster performances the last two weeks against Arizona State and Stanford. I love the idea of talking about whether or not Georgia should be number one. Ohio State's resume, yes, it is better, but Georgia has been dominant, and they've been dominant for so many years. Why should we duck them for that? But no, Michigan has done something to the point where they are going to be the story. They are going to be the number one story because at every turn we get seemingly new information about the lengths they've gone to gain an edge over the competition. Have you seen this video? Now, I don't know if this is correct. I don't know if it's accurate. I don't know if it's AI generated. I'm living in a world where I don't know what the hell is true and what's not. I go up, I go outside, I look up, I see a blue sky. I think to myself, I don't know. Maybe it's not blue. Maybe there's another trick being played on me right now, but it apparently or allegedly, I should say shows Connor stallions, the Michigan assistant who's at the center of all this, On the sidelines for Central Michigan, something we talked about earlier this week, wearing a pair of sunglasses at night. And it's this one clip where Stallions, you see his head come into the frame and you see the sunglasses and everything looks somewhat normal. You know, it's not too alarming. Sunglasses at night, okay, whatever. And then a little blue light turns on in the top corner of the sunglasses, almost as if a recording device has started. Now, I don't know if it's true. I don't know. This video has been circulating. It has been wildly popular. People are dissecting it, whether or not, I don't know, maybe it's AI generated. I'm not sure, but at every turn, we've got something like that developing. Tomorrow will be something new. There will be more documents, more texts, more purchases of tickets to games to sit and do whatever. You know, what are we supposed to do here, Michigan? Like, you don't want us coming at you, but what are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to turn a blind eye to everything? Then what's next? What are you going to do next? Scott's in Colorado next, ESPN Radio. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I would uh, vote to have Michigan in the playoffs because some of us like cheering for the villain. And when something happens that just disgusts the masses, it, it's, it can be somewhat enjoyable, like watching a train wreck. So, so you're, ju- you're just a guy who wants to see the world burn. <laughs> I get it. It's happening. 
Well, I fair. get it. I mean, the Houston Astros, there are people that get a kick out of that story. Just the big double barrel, you know what, middle finger to the rest of the world. Like, you came after them, and they're still going to go out and beat you even when they're not banging on trash cans. I get it. I appreciate the honesty of that call as well. That's fair. That's completely fair. Michael, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, next. What do you think about Michigan here, Michael? What do you got? Well, I should preface my comment by saying I went to my first game in 1963 in Ann Arbor. Okay. All right. What discourages, and I don't like what I'm hearing about the program, if it's true, but I will tell you what bothers me. I hear people talk all day long. I have not heard one comment from Michigan. I've not heard one comment from the NCAA. I haven't heard any of you ask why Ryan Day's brother started an investigation into this whole thing. So you just... The, the Central Michigan thing is a bunch of shit. But some- All right, well, I can't Hey-o. leave you on say that. hey yep. <laughs> Love it. The old guys, no filters. All <laughs> yeah. gas, no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he gets the show. Let's not end on that, on that note. Here's Chris in Georgia next on ESPN Radio. Chris, what do you think? Oh, man, there's something got to be done about this. They drag their feet and nobody get punished but the players and the new coaches. If they don't want to risk in those millions, but the smoke clears and everything comes out, they can't pay all the millions back that they got. Well, that's the thing. It's funny. Like, they'll take down banners. They'll do all that stuff. All the money they got. Where's that going? Yeah. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. Money's been spent. <laughs> Money's uh, money's not going anywhere. To the, to the previous caller's point on Ryan Day, how we're not bringing that up and how his brother, whatever, it, the, does that surprise anyone? It's Ohio no. State. They hate Michigan. Michigan would do the same thing to Ohio State. We totally understand why that's going on. Was anybody shocked that the video that was taken of the Ohio State-Michigan game from last year where Stallions is on the sideline studying the opposite sideline and then makes a gesture and the entire bench makes a gesture to let the defense know what's coming. Was it stunning that that was leaked to a Columbus TV station? (laughs) Come on. That was shot from the Ohio State sideline. <laughs> like, who do you think was taking that video? If that video could have only come from one location, given the context of where you're, what you're looking at and where the angle's coming from. It's the Ohio State sideline. Temperatures are getting low, but demand remains high. You need Indeed. They're all in one platform. Helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. And Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. One coach says he's not changing his approach ahead of Sunday's rivalry game, and Joe says he better. That's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Touchdown Philadelphia, second of the night for Hurts. I don't know what his ceiling is because he just keeps getting better. He is the most improved passing quarterback I've ever, ever seen, seen in my life. He's a dual threat, there's no doubt about it. 69 yards and a strike from Jalen Hurts. Money is nice, championships are better. Cowboys-Eagles this weekend... Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. First one that we're getting this season. And having, listen, you grew up in Philadelphia. I've worked in Philadelphia. Cowboys Week is a thing. It is a huge thing. It is something that people are just all week long are on edge about, and they just live and die with Cowboys Week in Philadelphia. And it's certainly very similar uh, down in Dallas. But I found this interesting from Nick Sirianni, uh, the head coach, Joe. Let's take a listen to him talking about getting ready for Cowboys Week versus other other weeks. Yeah, you, you know, again, that's for y'all, y'all to, you know, you as uh, in media, the fans to get. We have to treat it every day the same. Like, you can't get more up for one game than you would the next game. I think if I said to the fans and to you as the media that it's Cowboy Week, we're going to ramp it up. Well, what the hell were we doing the last couple weeks, right? You'd be like, well, well, that's why you lost to the Jets because you guys weren't – like, I wouldn't ever – and so we know how awesome it is. Now, with that being said, we know how much energy this stadium is going to have on Sunday, and every bit counts. Joseph, there are not many places where if I were an opposing fan, I would not go into. If I was a Cowboys fan, I would never go into Lincoln Financial Field wearing a jersey. No. Because the energy level that he's talking about is going to be beyond palpable. He's had a ton of success since he arrived in Philadelphia. And I see what he's getting at, too, right? It's like if you say that this is a bigger week, then what does it say about Washington? Because you came out pretty flat in the Washington game last week, and you were flat in the first Washington game as well. Almost gave that one away. So I, I, I get the message he's trying to, to send out. Like, you can't get more up for one game than another. Then it seems like you're not getting as up. We, we get it. it. Logically, it all follows. Don't say it. You don't need to say that. Yeah. You can easily pander to everybody and just come out and say, of course, it's a big week. It's the Cowboys. And then you know what you say right after it? They're all big weeks. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. They're all big weeks. And right there, guys like us, we don't even think to look at the comments. I don't like the idea of hearing, well, you know, we're not going to get up more this week because it means we were down a little bit last week. Like, we're not going to imply that. We do it all the same. Yeah, the message is right. We know what you're saying. It's just how you're presenting it. Let people know it's a huge week. Let us know, because you know what? It is a huge week, and it's okay to address it as a huge week. You want to win a Super Bowl this year? Win this game. Put some big distance between you and the Cowboys. Come out and bury them early. None of this starting flat like you did against Washington, and the quarterback's limping a little bit, and the defense isn't getting any stops, and everyone's mindset is, eh, it's okay, it's Washington. We'll score late, and we'll figure it out. That's not going to work. 
against the best teams. It's not going to work. It didn't work against Kansas City in the Super Bowl when it was the ultimate get-up game. You had four second-half possessions where you were on defense. You gave up four scores. 24 total points is what cost you the game. So I'd like to hear about a little sense of urgency. I get why he's not doing it. I hear his message. Logically, it flows. He's done a great job. I just think you you could present that a little bit differently if you wanted to. All you have to do is acknowledge it at the beginning, do exactly what you said, and said say to your team behind closed doors, what I'm saying out there is crap, so don't pay attention to it. It's the media. Now, having said that, Joe, here's why I think this game is so important for the Eagles, and it's outside of just the normal Cowboys-Eagles week. What have we said about the Cowboys? That they are a team that will beat up on the bad teams, but will not be able to beat good teams. They're not on that next level. To your point about destroying them early, about putting doubt in their mind early, look at what happened in San Francisco. They slept walk through the rest of that game. When it was clear that the 49ers were going to pound them, it was over. They are a team that is a front runner. When things are going great, they're fine. When things are not going well, they curl up into the fetal position. What they need to know, if you're the Eagles, is that this week, when you face a team like us, you don't have a chance. We're going to pound you because we know who you really are. And you want to establish that mentality in the Cowboys' heads. Like, there are so many times, right, where we see, you talk about a team, it's difficult to beat a team three times in one season. When you get them twice in a regular season and then you get them in the postseason, a lot of times that third time, uh, that team will get you. If you establish the right mentality in the way you physically handle another team and don't give them a chance in a game, that goes a long way to eliminating that as a factor. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Jacksonville, yep. Tennessee, the year that Jacksonville, I think they were something like 14 and 2 or 13 and 3. Two of the regular season losses came against Steve McNair in Tennessee, and then yep. they met in the playoffs, and Tennessee beat them again. Yep. It can be done. Teams can own other teams. You're seven and one. They're five and two. More importantly, this game's at the link. You still have to visit them at Jerry's World later in the season. Win this game. Let the Cowboys know exactly who they are. Exactly who they are. They're not ready for prime time. They're above average, but they're not great. They're not on your level. Put them down this weekend. Show everybody that. I think it's a very big game for the Philadelphia defense. That defense has been sleepwalking in a few of these situations the last few weeks. Sam Howe has carved them up twice this year. And they found ways to get stops late in that game. Blankenship had the late interception. I think it was in the fourth quarter that kind of flipped the game late. But that's not the type of opponent that should be hanging around with you as long as they are in not one but two meetings this season, given the fact that they just went full fire sale mode and you're the number one seed in the NFC. So I got to tell you, between that game, starting in the morning with Chiefs, Dolphins, and Frankfurt, and then we got the night game with the Bills and the Bengals, Sunday is a monster NFL day. More than makes up for what we had last week, which was very, very, very subpar in terms of the overall schedule. Best weekend of the year sir, so far, wouldn't you, huge. Would you agree? Yeah, huge, because the three biggest games are absolute monsters. I, absolute monsters, and they're structured throughout that we don't have to worry about them crossing over. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night. It's great to have the other games around. It's great for the action, but three big games featuring six Super Bowl contenders. 
We're going to spend a lot more time on this tomorrow as well and the Cowboys angle on it and why that mentality has to be avoided at all costs. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Most shows going to tell you who wins this game, right? No, we focus on the losers. And that is coming next, along with the rest of the losers of week nine. Just as important, if not more so. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Geico's mobile app has 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info. It's easy to Geico. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Sometimes to stay ahead of the pack, you need to roll a little different. Pick giant losers. Let's pick some losers. Losers! Let's not waste any time. Carlin versus Joe picking losers right at it. The Titans set the Steelers. Joseph, Titans going to lose this game. I know Will Levis had an awesome, awesome debut with Tennessee last week. Rookie quarterback on the road, short week. Look out, Jack. I think this is a game that Pittsburgh is going to win. Agreed. It's hard for me to believe that Tennessee has been as bad as they've been this season with Ryan Tannehill. They make the decision to go to Will Levis, and then he's just going to string together a bunch of excellent performances. He looked great in week one. Pittsburgh ranks eighth in the NFL in defensive efficiency, and Cam Hayward is apparently coming back for this game. So if you want to bet, Will Levis over 10.5 rushing yards, I think, is a winner. But ultimately, I think the Titans are probably a loser here. Dolphins versus Chiefs from Germany. Uh, Chiefs going to lose this game. That's Ooh. right. Dolphins been there all week long. Uh, I honestly believe that Mike McDaniel's laissez-faire attitude translates very well in Europe. 
and uh, I think they're going to play exceptionally well. Although it is Germany. I don't know if laissez-faire really flies in Germany. But nonetheless, I do expect the Dolphins uh, to play very well, having been there all week. I know there are different philosophies about it. Chiefs, something's not right. So the Dolphins get a big one over the Chiefs this week. See, if the game was in Italy, in Rome, yes, that laissez-faire attitude would go very well. But it's in Germany, home of the Germans and the inventors of Das Boot. Okay? They are not a relaxed We're people. not in the Riviera. <laughs> right. This isn't If this the game Amalfi was being played Coast. in San. <laughs> uh, welcome to Nice, France, site of Chiefs Dolphins. Uh, I do disagree with you on this one. I think the Dolphins lose this game. I mostly see this as a value spot for Kansas City off a bad loss last week to Denver. Mahomes was sick. They turned the ball over five times. I think you get a great bounce back effort here. Chiefs defense paves the way. Seahawks and Ravens. Uh, is this, I believe this game is on ESPN radio. Is it not? Ooh. I'll double check that. I'll double check that. Seahawks, Ravens. Uh, it is not on ESPN radio. My bad. Uh, Seahawks, Ravens. I, I think that the thing that jumps out to me here is that I'm starting to buy into the Ravens again. I called them frauds a few weeks back, but I'm really starting to buy into what they're doing. They're playing excellent defense. And Lamar, you know, you talked about the uneven performances. The better ones have been of late. I will roll with the, with the Seahawks to lose here. Yeah, some would say that fraud comment came at the worst possible time because since then they smashed Detroit and beat up on Arizona. So, I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? We're going to let that go for a minute. I agree. I think the Seahawks lose this game. Every Seahawks game feels the same to me. Seattle makes eight huge mistakes, and they win because the opponent makes nine mistakes. That's what Seattle Seahawks games are this year. Eight big mistakes, but the opponent makes nine. Seattle loses this game because this week, Baltimore is only going to make seven mistakes. (laughs) Giants at Raiders. Giants at Raiders is on ESPN Radio. What do you do with this? What do you do with this game? That game is a 4 p.m. Eastern time game. Uh, The doubleheader on Sunday is Rams-Packers at 1, then Giants-Raiders at 4 football Sunday on ESPN Radio. Uh, Look, with this game, I, I just think you try to look at the Antonio Pierce factor and what that actually means to the Raiders. They got a new offensive coordinator in place. They're starting Aiden O'Connell. Boy, I mean, you talk about adding up the unknowns in a position where you fire your coach and your GM that week. I think it's asking entirely too much. One thing is for sure. They are going to do everything on God's green earth to get Devontae Adams the football this week. It's just I don't know that they're going to be able to. If they can, they got a chance. If not, eh. I I got a feeling that the Raiders are going to lose this game. One of two ways it goes. It's either the dead coach bounce where you see a big effort from the Raiders, new quarterback, new coach, new GM, new look. They come out with some swagger and they beat up on a bad and inept Giants team. The other option is that the Raiders just completely fall apart and disintegrate into depths unknown with a coach that has no head coaching experience, a quarterback that has played almost no football at the professional level, going against the team that, let's face it, you've got the reigning coach of the year. Like, if you're Brian Dable in the New York Giants and you show up in Vegas where half the stadium is going to be big blue fans and you find a way to lose this game, Man, I cannot imagine what the New York media is going to do to you. This is almost, 
I almost want to say it's like a must win for the Giants. Just from a pride factor, you can't go out and lose. So I'm going to say the Raiders lose this game, but nothing is going to surprise me here. Cowboys at Eagles. Listen, Cowboys are going to lose this game. They're going to get smacked in the face again. I think they're paper tigers. I think the Cowboys are going to come out of this understanding that they're paper tigers and it's a dangerous mentality for the rest of the year. The Eagles have not put it together all in one game yet this season. This week, Joe, it happens. This week it happens in South Philly. Yep, I'd agree with you on that one. I think Dallas is a little overvalued here off a big win against the Rams. The Rams... They've been okay this year, but Dallas was off the bye and at home, and Mike McCarthy's always been good off the bye. He's not off the bye this week. He's not at home. The link is going to be rocking. Philadelphia had a big get-up performance against the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football a couple weeks ago. I think you get a big get-up performance here, and Philly wins. Bills and Bengals. I think the Bills are going to lose this game. Um, You know that I have felt that they are an uneven team at best uh, most of the season. I picked them to not make the playoffs. They have started to show lately why I have been right in my instincts about them. And ultimately, that's all that matters, that I'm right in it. Uh, I also have been skeptical about the Bengals, but, you know, I cannot deny that the Bengals are just playing much better football. And it is amazing to me that we have seen somebody actively heal while still playing in Joe Burrow. That is really remarkable, but it's been going on. Burrow looks much healthier. I expect that the Bills are going to commit a costly turnover at some point and lose this game. Bengals have their mojo back. No doubt about that. They're looking to win four in a row. They've won four of five. If you discount the first two games at the beginning of the season, they're four and one, and no one's talking about him. Burrow looks healthy. He completed 86% of his passes last week. Buffalo does have 10 days to get ready for this game coming off the Thursday nighter, so that, that is advantageous. But I'm going to tell you what. We'll, we'll release it tomorrow, but this might be my favorite bet of the weekend. Ooh. I love the over in this game. It's 49 and a half. I love the over in this game. Given the injuries on the Buffalo side of the ball, what Cincinnati's offense is doing, what the Bills are going to need to do to try to keep pace, the fact that the Bills don't have much of a running game to begin with, this game has fireworks and shootout written all over it. Mark it down, 13 to 10, Fortinball takes a bath. Love the over. (laughs) Love the over. Chargers at Jets. 3-0 3-0 at halftime. <laughs> uh, this game might be 3-0 at halftime. <laughs> Chargers, Jets. That's what I thought you were joking about. And I was like, that's not a joke. That's most likely what's going to happen. Yeah. I um, I don't know that I can ever in good faith now again pick the Chargers to win a game. Because I just... Brandon Staley, I can't. I can't. And look, the Jets have been beyond lucky in some of these instances. And the back, the fact that they're four and three is is absolutely remarkable. Can you let your best player try to go and win you the game this week with Justin Herbert? That would be nice, Joe. Chargers are going to lose this game. Yeah. The Jets' entire season has been other teams just giving them games. This team that they're playing this week specializes in giving the game away. 
There's no one better than the Chargers at finding new and creative ways to lose football games, and that's what's going to happen in this matchup. They're laying points on the road, Monday night football, the opposite side of the country. The weather's going to be chilly. You can see them going and doing at the Meadowlands what USC just did at Notre Dame, right? Showing up there, getting popped in the mouth, having a bunch of mistakes, and ultimately losing the game. I would take the Jets to win. I think the Chargers lose that game. I would agree. I believe that the Chargers will lose that game. That is Let's Pick Losers. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. I tell you what, I've been wearing the Rangers jersey for the entire show, and I'm not going to lie, it's a little snug. little yeah. snug, and there's something about a fat guy in a jersey. Uh, it's, it's not great. It's not great, Those but things- I'm still celebrating. Those aren't exactly breathable either. Like, there's some clothing that's very breathable. Major League Baseball jerseys are not breathable. No, polyester was not made for the big man. That's for sure. That's for sure. Draping myself in polyester. (laughs) If it were socially acceptable. Oh, my God. Thank God it's not. But I will continue to raise the core bell. Champions we are. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.